Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. It is currently the end of June 2022. We recorded this show at the end of March, beginning of April of 2022. Uh, I wanted to sit on it for a while because uh, the monologue felt a little inappropriate to post. And um, I was wrong. I should have posted it right away because unfortunately it will remain incredibly relevant for the forever. Uh, that's where we are. We've been doing this show forever, it seems like, it feels like it, and uh, I mean that in a good way. I'm, I'm glad to be doing this show. If you have the funds, please consider our Patreon account. Uh, money's helpful. Okay, moving on. Here's the show. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Uh, we're at a place called Slash Run. It's a wonderful place. They got a wonderful golfing Republican on the wall named Alice Cooper. They got a dead Republican on the wall outside named Johnny Ramon. It's a fantastic place. It's, it's full of wonderful, forward-thinking individuals. Thank you so much for being here. I legitimately like this place, so I don't know why I'm going hard at it. Anyways, uh, the two times in my life where someone pulled a gun on me, I was number one, I was 18, working at Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference. Now, Blockbuster, for you, the, you that don't know, was a, a family-friendly rental place, which means they didn't have porn, and they wouldn't stock NC-17 videos. So they didn't have Faces of Death, which means it was never cool. It was a shitty video store, and I worked there for a lot of years, and I got held up at gunpoint, but didn't know it. Here's how that could happen. Sometimes people put a gun in your back because they want to see the manager, and you're like, okay, whatever, I'll walk you to the manager's office, and they keep poking you in the back, and you think someone's poking you in the back with their finger, but it's a gun. And the manager doesn't come out and tell you, hey, there's a guy with a gun because they're in the office watching you on the camera with a guy with a gun in your back, and because you're 18, you can give a shit about Blockbuster, and if the guy with the gun actually wanted the register, I'd say, here you go. But he did not do that, and then 10 minutes later, he ran out of the store, and about 11 minutes later, I found out, hey, that guy had a gun in my back. The moral of that story is don't trust Blockbuster Video. There's one left. Don't ever go there. Okay. The last time I knew someone had a gun on me was the last show of You, Me, Them, Everybody Live. Give it up for the Wonderland Ballroom, everybody. Woo! Okay. So, yeah, Haywood, you were on that show, too. So, uh, yeah, you were there. Uh, we didn't know about this until the day after when... Uh, when someone from the bar texted me, hey, did you guys get out all right last night? That guy pulled a gun down the street, and now he's banned from Red Rocks. And there's a reason why I'm not saying his name, because he's still here. Anyways, not physically in this room. So those are the two times. And I was 38. So I, every 20 years, like clockwork, someone pulls a gun on me. Now, how did I defuse that situation? Well, it was quite simple. I talked a lot of shit not knowing a guy had a gun on him. So... Uh, please, if you do have a gun, go away. Go very, very far away. All guns are bad, and if you love guns, you're a bad person. Did that, is that clear? All right, fantastic. So now, there was one other time where a gun was not pulled on me, and that's due to the wonderful drug called cocaine. So, the, the Slash Run staff will understand this. I used to be a bartender, and based on how I'm dressed and how I look, I was a fantastic bartender. And based on the attendance of this show, you could tell the bar I worked at was packed every night of the week. So, it was a, it was a Wednesday night, and we were going to close at like 10 p.m. because there was like one other person there. It was fine. But then a regular came in, a really nice regular that played in a lot of bands that I like. So I was like, fuck it. We'll stay open as long as you want. You're a good guy. And by a good guy, I mean he always had a lot of cocaine, which means he always tipped heavily because I would stay open as long as he wanted. So I was supposed to take the bus home that night on the corner of Western and Belmont. Uh, I was going to take the bus, the 49, to Chicago Avenue, and then walk about 10 blocks to home. And I know geography is very important to the Washington, D.C. crew, so that's why I included all those details. Anyways, 
Because I was hanging out with that cokehead, I did not get my 10.30 p.m. bus home, and he drove me home at 2 a.m. He had to stop at his dealer's house on the way home, and then I got home at like 3 a.m. It was fine. It was totally fine. And then the next morning, I found out, hey, someone that's unstable had a gun and pulled a gun at the, at the bus stop, and they were murdered by a cop because they had a gun, and it wasn't a good story. So the moral of that story is whenever you're hanging out with someone that does way too much blow and you don't do blow, you should hang out with them because if you don't, you don't know what's outside. It's probably someone unstable. And if you're doing something with someone with cocaine and they have the money to buy more cocaine, they're not going to kill you because there's more cocaine out in the wild. And that is the moral of that story. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a, a wonderful, wonderful show tonight full of cocaine and not cocaine. Coming to the stage, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Please put your hands together for Allison Lane. Allison, come up here. Caroline, if you're willing, play like uh, two to 48 chords in a row. That's pretty good. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you teach music, right? <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Allison, I like that you do the slowest walk every time. I appreciate that. <laughs> people love it. That's your microphone for the entire night. You could sit here or there. Is it because I'm black? Yep. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Haywood likes that and no one else does. Fantastic. They're like, do we laugh? I heard all black people have COVID. Um. Just Kevin. <laughs> Allison, how are you? I'm great. This microphone is fun. Yeah, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So you have an exciting weekend or a weekend full of chores coming up. What is it? Um, an exciting weekend because I'm not going to help anybody. Okay. Wh why is this weekend exciting? My brother is getting married. That's nice. Yeah. Do you like the... Do, number one, do you like your brother? Oh, I love him. He's you, the best. Do you like his fiance? He loves her. It's the best. Fantastic. Okay. So... <laughs> And this wedding, tonight is Thursday. When is the wedding? Saturday. Okay. And are you going to do anything at the wedding? I have a speech. You have a speech? I do. What is the speech? It's a speech. It's, uh, it's, it's short and cute. He told me to keep it under five, preferably around two, but really nothing that was, that was very specific. Just be nice. Okay. So what? Which is weird because I think he's perfect. Do you want to be nice? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think he's perfect. Okay. But you, okay. What would you like to say to him if your speech was longer or you were told <laughs> you don't have to be nice? Um, I would never say anything mean to him. But I, uh, I also met his family, his new family today. His in-laws. Yeah, whatever those things are called. Those other people that okay. are family now. And I, um, I've been thinking about the speeches I, I can't say okay. at the wedding as the older sister. You could say it here. Thank you. I'm glad this is a safe space. Thank you, Slash Run, for being a safe space. Do you know I made out with that guy on the wall? Which the one? Middle. Alex? <laughs> no, not Alex. Oh, no. Uh, You're Brandon. talking about one of the guys from yeah. Loud Boys? What's up? Oh, yeah. you made out with Brandon? Shout out to Loud Boys. Yeah. I'm actually going to send him a picture later. Boys with a Z. With a Z. That's phonetically correct. Okay. Um, with a Z. So, yeah, the, the speech I wanted to give at my brother's wedding. Hey, everybody. Welcome to their wedding. <laughs> Good start. They're going to fuck later. You don't know that. I think that they fuck. They're, they, that would be actually also in the speech. I think they fuck, right? You guys do that, right? And it's weird. You guys play? <laughs> so, yeah. That's your entire speech. Whole speech, baby. All right. So <laughs> I think it's a good idea that you're not going to do that speech. 
Yeah, which is, yeah, he asked me to help out with um, getting the postnuptial uh, hotel room set up. And I was like, that's, oh, that's not good. That was also why the speech, like, that should have given it context. So I'm yeah. like, you guys are going to do it in here? Cool. Yeah, ro- yeah rose petals. Does anybody I don't know. Legitimately, does anybody like that? Should I put rose petals out for my brother to have sex on? What did he just spell Round out? of applause for my brother to fuck on rose petals. All right. <laughs> what if you spell out fuck with an arrow pointing to the couch or bed or whatever, and then... In, in Dear the my brother's wife, enjoy that. It's, it's in the family. So you're going to have a really good Saturday is what it is. Actually, you know, like. I'm going to have a great time. Okay. I'm having a Where's great time. Where's the wedding? It's somewhere in Maryland. They're going to have a great time. We're going to eat... Not psychedelic mushrooms. I know that's some part of the like the food menu. They don't eat meat. Okay. But they eat a lot of cheese, so that's good. Okay. So is it just a lot of dairy. A lot of fondue sets. At Perhaps. The cool. I don't know. I'm like completely out of the food game for this one, which sounds great to me. All right. But yeah. Are you excited at all? I am excited. Um, it, does, it shows. It's, it's no, it's, it's really funny. Excitement. I know that sounds. Uh, I mean, it, I am. I'm very excited. I am just very tired as well, because family takes a lot out of you, and we all know that. Like, we all love them. They're all great. It's all wonderful. But we all had to spend that eight, first eighteen to twenty years together, just getting through it. Sure. A lot of mistakes. A whole lot of other shit. And then when you have to see them, so they can start other families, you're like, Do y'all really want to do this? That sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you want to. You guys want to just keep doing family? <laughs> okay. So that, that's how you view marriage, a continuation of doing family? I mean, it's not that it's not work, but I'm like, shit, it's exhausting. Damn, like, you have a whole child. You know sometimes it's exhausting. Sure. Sometimes you're tired. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. But, like, that's the reality. Sometimes you're like, well, let me start something new. That shit is exhausting. Yeah. Giving love to somebody else, it's wonderful, but everything, it's exhausting. Sure. All of this just reminds me of the Simpsons water shock. The Simpsons uh, reference that has been in my brain for the last, uh, since I've been married. The I sleep in a race car bed, and Homer says, I sleep in a bed with my wife. So <laughs> that's all I keep thinking about when other people talk shit about marriage. I'm not talking shit. I'm just giving reality. Like, yo, making new friends? When's the last time you made a new friend on purpose? Within the last year. On purpose? Yeah, that's why I do the show. I love meeting people and talking to people. You mean everything. Perfect. Coming (laughs) to the stage is someone who's about to get married. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to play uh, two to 48 more chords? Congratulations. (laughs) Hey, they could be minor chords. They could be dissonant chords. I'm not restricting your chord structure here. All right. All right, party. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, please put your hands together for Mary Beth McAndrews, everybody. Mary Beth. Please don't take nearly as long as Allison takes to walk 30 feet. <laughs> Allison, you move there. Okay. Fantastic. Mary Love Beth moving. will come here. And then we'll do this here. So uh, have you met Allison? No, I don't think I have. Hey, Hello. how are you? Good I'm how Allison. Are you? Hey, Mary Beth. Have you met well. Caroline slash Cinema Hearts? No, I haven't. Hi. Nice now you all know you. each other. Here yeah. we go. Uh, she lives with her boyfriend. Congratulations. Sorry. Oh, thanks. Okay. Uh, she's going to... To talk shit about love at a wedding, and you, you're about to get married. I am. Are Yay. you excited? I'm very excited. Based on what Allison said, are you rethinking your future? Absolutely not. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay. I've been with him long enough at this point that. How long have you been together? Ten years. Woo! When is the last time you learned anything new about your person? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. 
recently. I can't remember what it was, but it was. So it was super important uh, then. It was something very small. I think about food and like textures he didn't like about food. What textures don't you like? Beans. Don't like beans. The fuck? How do you? I've known that for a while. How does it feel to be getting married to someone who's a bigot? But beans, beans are good for the heart. Exactly, they're the magical food. It's the it's the cross I bear every single day. Okay, (laughs) you've been together for ten years. Yeah. By by this by choice. Yes. That's nice, right? It is nice. And you still like each other. I love him. If you could change one thing about him, what would you change? Ooh. I wish he liked beans. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Do you, can, we, can we talk about your day job? Yeah, we can, lo- we can talk about What's my What's your day job? job? Um, I'm editor-in-chief of a horror publication called Dread Central. Okay, now, that's a cool job in theory. Yeah. Is it a cool job in reality? It is a cool job. I don't, I think I appreciate it enough. Because I get to write about horror movies all the time. So it's really cool. I just wish I, I should appreciate it more as someone who does it every single day. Yeah. Wh- when is the last time you saw a murder on screen and you're like, that's new and fun? Ooh. Um, oh, today, actually. I watched this really awful, and by awful, I mean disturbing Finnish movie about children who kill each other. Sure, sure, oh sure. God. Called yeah. The Innocence. The Innocence. It's a lot. Sure, sure, sure. Why, 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 why did that make you happy? Because you hate children, or you just love the fins? I like to. I don't want to admit this in front of other people, but I love when horror movies kill kids. Oh, that's fair. Wow, fun. Because no one—it's such a taboo. No one wants to kill kids in movies. But then when a guy is like, "No, I will kill multiple children on screen," I'm like, "Hell yeah, good for you, dude." So would you say that's your favorite type of murder? No, it's not my. favorite What's your favorite type, type of murder? Rank them. Favorite type of murder. Um. And like in in true crime or in horror movies, both. Mur- just murder. And What's murder, your favorite murder? I think I really love a good axe murder. An axe or murder or a chainsaw murder. Oh, so you like different tools? So of you murder. like rural yes. murders? Okay. Yeah, rural murders. Yeah. Yeah, I like rural murders. That's the, I'm more of an urban person myself. Uh, okay. I've never lived in a rural setting, so like chainsaws and axes don't frighten me because they're not in my daily existence. Yet. No, I'm good. I'm not gonna go live on a farm. Fair. Do you want to live on a farm? Sometimes. Why? Because I really want pigs. Do you really want? Why do you want pigs? Because they're really smart and I think they're adorable. They're do a lot of work. They are exactly. That's why I need a farm. Because yeah. I used to want to pet one, and then we realized they're really a lot of work and they're not a good apartment pet. Yeah, and also smart pets are like, Ass- they're like the worst. They're the worst. You shouldn't want something dumb. No. That's why I want something smart, but not that digs everywhere. Do yeah. you do you uh, do you eat meat? Yes. So you eat pig. I do. I know it's a it's a problem. Oh, I'm not saying it's a problem. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I do. So if so, in theory, you need a child as well. <laughs> I guess so. See, that's good. So you're consistent. That's all we're asking for. Has anybody asked you if you need a child before? No, it hasn't come up. It seems surpri- like in you're my line of work. It's surprising. Yeah, it so. seems like your job <laughs> yeah. didn't do due diligence in terms of this. Uh, Actually, do you want to hear a funny story about yes. kid murder? Um, so the other day, my boss was having me get help him give notes on a movie. And he was like, oh, wow, I really hated this part when this kid was getting flogged. And I said, oh, that wasn't my problem with the movie. It was the woman getting skinned alive. And so we had a lively conversation about what was worse, a kid getting flayed or a woman getting flayed. How old were you when you figured out you were numb to anything? Or to everything, well, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> about horror movies or about... I mean, how does this general? not translate to your day-to-day? I mean, if you're watching this much horror... How are you not just, I guess, I'm not saying, it has to warp your reality. It's like, 
I'm watching a lot of Dinosaur Train, which features no murders, and a lot of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, which features no murders, and that's where my brain is at at all times. So if I'm watching murder after murder after murder, oh my God. how are you not just dreaming of murders? Do you dream is a better question. I dream a lot. Oh is it all murder-related? It's not all murder-related, surprisingly it? enough. Um, Sometimes I dream about. It. I think I've watched so many at this point, though, that they don't really get to me in the way that. They Hence, used my to. premise that your numb is accurate. Oh, one hundred percent. I started watching like I've been watching horror movies since I was the age of four, so I've been watching them for a long time. Well, do you remember your first? Jaws. Didn't go swimming in the ocean for multiple years and thought that sharks were going to come out of my bathtub and pools. Sure, sure, sure. So. Yes, I grew up. I, how was, does it I feel, was very scared as a kid. How does it feel to have the exact same backstory as Dawson from the hit show Dawson's Creek? I feel great about it. He's a. Do you remember his Spielberg room? I don't. God, I I'm a lot Dawson's older than you. I'm a lot. How old are you? Don't tell your age unless you want to. I'm, I'm 30. I'm 28. 28. I'm 39. How does that feel? Sad and weird? No. Good for you. Feels sad and weird. <laughs> Good for you. I'm at this weird stage where everything I do, I'm either too old or too young. And I think I'm definitely too old at this point, but it's fine. I've accepted that. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just talking to a microphone, looking at people I enjoy. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. So that's why I like doing the show, because you three don't know each other, and now you do. And now you know that she needed a kid. I knew Allison. You're what? I knew Allison. You yeah, knew we Allison. knew each okay, other. Okay, well, yeah. fuck off then. Okay, what do you want from me? Um, what do you want from me? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Two to 48 chords every 10 to 12 minutes. That's what I want from you. Um, when is the what's the last non-horror film that you've really enjoyed? Do you even have time to watch non-horror? Oh, yeah, we saw everything everywhere all at once at the Alamo Draft House in D.C. on Sunday. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. It's fucking incredible. Go see it, y'all. It's incredible. Did Michelle you like the Yeo. Draft House? I loved the Draft House. I'd never been to a Draft House before. I knew of it, but I'd never been to one. You grew up in the area. I did. Did you have a discount movie theater growing up? Yes. I That is the big, my biggest complaint about D.C. when it comes to film. Because the only one that we sort of have is Miracle, and they only do like two showings on the weekend. And yeah. mm. Having that $2, or $4, or $5 theater is really great because you'll see anything. Exactly. And at this point, what's the cheapest draft house ticket? It's $12, and it's usually 17 to 18 yeah. Let's talk about finances more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to balance budgets at my job. Did you really? Ooh. Does that make you feel good? Yeah, and old. Yeah. Are there any uh, horror accounting movies? That's a good question. So... Not accounting, but there's one called Office Killer where she's not an accounting, but she's the weird woman in the office who kills everybody. And it's Carol Kane, if you guys know who she is. Okay. And she's incredible. And then there's one called um, The Belco Experiment in an office building where they'll get locked in and have to kill each other until there's one person left. It's like Battle Royale in an office building. That's why I don't work in an office, honestly. Yep. That's yeah. the one reason? That's the one. Because it's like every other office, that's might. what happens. <laughs> that's what it feels like. No, it doesn't. It's just real boring. If it felt like that, people would like it. It'd be exciting. They wouldn't have to have soul Ooh, it's murder day. Discounts. <laughs> yeah, if there was murder day, that'd be fun. More people would attend murder day. Are you happy? That's a great question. I am happy, actually, when I think about it. What yeah. would make your tomorrow better? What would make my tomorrow better? Um... Allison just made a face like, that's an interesting question, or that's you so fucking nice. idiot? Tomorrow better. Come on, Mr. Caroline, Rogers. just for you too. Think sure. about it. Think oh. about it. Allison, not for you. I don't want to. Oh, okay. oh, you know what it is? This is so funny. Um, Steve promised me pie the other day, so getting pie tomorrow would make my day better. Sweet. Hell yeah. Calling him out on stage. So <laughs> sweet we get pie sweet or savory? Sweet. 
What's your favorite pie? I really love chocolate pie. Hell yeah. But a good classic apple pie is also incredible. Apple pie might be my least favorite pie, and I still really? enjoy it. What's oh, your favorite pie? Uh, blueberry. Okay. Yeah. Mm. What? Sorry, man. Never mind. Sorry. What's yours? Uh, sweet potato. Yeah, that's great. What's yours? Pecan. Yeah, that's great. All of them are great. They're all good pies. That's the, even the worst pie is better than uh, uh, some of the best cake. I go pie over cake every time. Mm, I can't not, make not. a good pie, and I can make an okay cake. Therefore, I'm going to always go with pie. Does okay. that make sense? What? I can make an okay cake. I can't yeah. make an okay pie. But so it's always it? a treat for you. Exactly. Okay. So okay. that's why I'll take the worst pie over like mediocre cake. Okay. This is important. Uh, yes. What would make your tomorrow better? Um, I don't know. Actually, tomorrow's going to be pretty good. What's your tomorrow? I'm seeing Oklahoma at the Kennedy Center. That's Hell nice. yeah. Sexy Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sexy Oklahoma. Oklahoma. What's what that, what that mean? So the musical's from the 40s, so it's very old, but they did a revival that like modernized it, and I've been dying to see this for years. I thought there would be strippers. That would be There's something similar from what I've heard. Oh, oh. fun. It's like burlesque Oklahoma or cabaret Oklahoma. Um, that would. I I know there's like some, I don't know. But I think what will excite me is that a bunch of old people will probably go and they'll probably be very perturbed. <gasps> oh, that would be fun. Nice. Count the walkouts. So you like seeing old people angry and you like seeing dead kids. Yeah. Allison, what do you yes. like? I don't, I can't even make this funny. I don't know. Yeah, it's not um, funny. <laughs> Why can't you ask me the easy question of what would make my tomorrow better? Fine, what would make your tomorrow better? Uh, I I just receive a lot of money. <laughs> cool. Like millions. You want to be a millionaire. And then tomorrow. What do, you, what do you do with that money? Bro, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine, what is Cocaine piles for everybody. Cocaine piles, that's it. Hey. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, what's the... Uh, is it, okay, I've asked you this before, and it, it's a difficult conversation to have. Oh, God. It's not personal anyway whatsoever. Is there a good docu scary documentary? And stop. Not found footage. It has to be quote unquote real, because for the longest time, to me, Roger and Me is the scariest film of all time. We yes, we did talk about that. Yes, Roger and Me for everyone here that because clearly don't know it's it's Michael Moore's first film. It's from nineteen eighty nine. It's about the downfall of Flint specifically because GM went away, and that is a fucking horror film. And that's the, that's every Rust Belt city that's shitty right now, and it's because a. I don't need to keep going. This is, makes perfectly <laughs> perfect sense to me. That is well, the scariest film. It was my favorite film as a kid, which is a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, I saw it like in 1989 as a seven-year-old, so I loved it. Um, I don't know why. So I have yet to see anything that scary since. Bowling for Columbine is not scary. Uh, all those things are... Fahrenheit 9-11 is not scary. That's predictable. But that, at that time, seemed incredibly real and inevitable. So are there any scary documentaries and i've asked you this like for five years i know you and have. i don't think they exist it's because like a lot of the ones that i would consider scary are about like true crime but they're not always that they're not that scary yeah the last one that really kind of threw me for a loop was catfish before the show okay mm. like the documentary that was based on where he got catfish and it was really it's really sad but it's also i think pretty harrowing in both how he got tricked and fell in love and how the woman who tricked him was like 
her own crazy story. Yeah. So I think that one to me, because like they made one about The Shining that like wasn't scary. There's movies about that horror. one was more about film theory, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it? it's about it's about conspiracy Are you talking about theories. Room one two seven. Room oh no, Room one two seven is the one that's like all of the very strange conspiracy. Yeah, and theories. I love that. Flip. Oh, it's no, but it's not scary, and there's not a, a lot of good horror. It's like the documentary is about horror about like old horror movies and like the old dudes who made them. Sure. Can so the answer. Oh yes, please. Then? I mean. Uh, those are very interesting views of what scary is. So, like, what actually scares you? Uh, nuclear war. And you, ch- like, <laughs> like what a yeah. weird thing for you to, like, view as a child. Like, what actually scares you? Me? Yes, you. <clears throat> that. Because. What is that? Well, things. Okay. So, the whole. Th- th- I think the reason why horror films work is a lack of control. And. If you've ever gone to therapy, that's usually what uh, like half half of the stuff is. It's either trauma put upon someone or lack of control, and it's tied to that trauma, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why Roger Me was so effective as a film because no one that was working at GM had any control whatsoever about their future, regardless of the job that they did. They had no say in it. Their town had no say in it. I mean, the town did have a say in it, but at a certain point, it's the too big to fail thing is true, right? So the GM execs are always going to be okay. The town is going to be fucked, but they don't want to fuck over the people that have all the control because then they'll just leave sooner, right? It's the lack of control that's fucking frightening. And if you think about it, if you think about it, what a pointless statement. That's all Halloween is. That's all Friday the 13th is. Oh, I thought you meant Halloween, the actual holiday. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. The film, the film, the film, the film. That's all Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're stuck in a situation you don't want to be in and you have no control and you're just fighting to figure out how to get out. That's what horror films are to me for the most part. And that's what's scary about them, right? So that's real. That shit's scary. You have no control. That's scary. And there's a reason why in the last week, Amazon like blocked certain words in their group chats that they can't say anything related to a union. That is scary to me. And it's still going on. It's never going to go away. See, this is why I watch horror movies, so I don't think about that Got stuff. it. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I look at scary things that last for 30, not 30, 90 minutes to two hours and it's like a controlled catharsis situation. So you find cathar- you find you find relief through horror. I do. Got yeah, it. I do. I hope that never changes. Beach. I love y'all. I think you're fantastic, but like that's like being black every day in America. I'm like everything is terrible, but like there I guess uh, there's fucking tequila. The waffle fries are delicious here, friends. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end <laughs> it. Um, I love what you do. I like you a lot as a human being. I'm incredibly happy for you and your person. Uh, Thank and, you. and I don't think your life will change in any way whatsoever once you're married. And that, I mean that as a compliment. I was with my that person. That is so for funny because my fucking stepdad was like, your life is going to change so much when you're married. I'm like, we've lived together nah, for three not. years. We've been together for Your taxes men. will be slightly easier. That's know. about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing's really. I mean, you've already lived together for how long? Like three years. I've got two cats. Yeah, it's fine. married anyway. Could I give you one piece of advice that is not surprising in any way whatsoever? Yeah. Never fucking keep the bathroom door open. Okay. That's it. Like I don't understand the couples that do that, and to my knowledge, none of them are still together. And I will ask the other married people: Do you do you have the bathroom door open? Do one of you do that? What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? Does he do that? Yes or no? no. I do it. He doesn't. Why Just, do you do that? Why? Why? I why? Don't. Why? I got really okay. This is so fun. I got so lazy during the pandemic, and also our cat. I'm blaming this on our cat. We'll freak out if the door is closed, and I don't. I feel bad. When she sure. Gets upset. So but like, is it? The door open but hold on, hold on. Is it wide open or oh, is no, it a jar? Like That's a what jar. I mean. You don't get out of here, rude. Well, just if it's a, a jar is different, and I get that. And I have a kid, so you can't lock certain doors. Yeah. I get it. They got to be somewhat open. But I don't mean just like I'm shitting. Don't do that. Well, okay, I don't. 
don't do that. I guess that's my horror film. Okay. Everyone's like farting and shitting, and they're like, "It's that's how we are. We're humans. It's fine." <laughs> you should see 120 Days of Sodom. It's a lot of that in that movie. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no, sucking not. As long as I can pay my bills, I'm not scared. Does that make sense? If I can't pay my bills, I'm fucking scared. Okay. That's Roger and me. Hold on, before I leave, yeah, what was yeah. the last movie you saw that scared you? Oof, I don't know of any ever since Roger and me. Nothing. Do you watch horror movies? Yeah. Yeah, I, nothing does it for me. I, like, I love horror movies. It's not about that. I, I, I love, but like, okay. it's never real. Okay. I guess this right. is, like, in a weird, fucked up way, one of the reasons I like wrestling. Because something can and occasionally does go wrong where now that guy is paralyzed. Oh my God. That's fucked up. I All fucking right. love, I love the New Day. I love Big E. And Big E was almost paralyzed like a month ago. I, it was an accident. It was just like a random routine move. And now that dude might never wrestle again. Thank God he's going to be able to walk again. Like, that's fucking scary. And that's like for children. That's scary. Also, yeah. the New Day has a scary movie interactive thing with The Undertaker on Netflix. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker's Blue Lives Matter. Fuck that guy. He hung a cop in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania 15. He used to be cool. Fuck the Undertaker. Mary Beth, thank you so much for doing this. I thank appreciate it. Thank you for having it. me. Are you willing to play two to 48 more chords? You got it. Twice in a row. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mary Beth. Thank Woo! you, Mary Beth. I will buy you drinks Ooh, now. Thank you so much. Ooh, yeah. That was really cool. Could you keep that going while Haywood comes to the stage? Oh, yeah. It's like Miley Cyrus' show. Did you see Miley? Hey, what? Come to the stage, please. Did you see uh, Miley? What? Did you see Miley? <laughs> no, I saw like Hannah Montana down the transition. You saw the you saw a Hannah Montana show? A little bit growing up. Did you enjoy it? I never really liked. it. All right, come on. You don't even like good uh, shit. Yeah, where's your next guest? Hey, what? Come to the stage <laughs> if you're willing. Hey, what? How are you as a human being? Uh, as a human being. Whoa, he's wearing glasses. Yeah. Woo! How you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when's the last time you saw Allison? Uh, 30 minutes ago at the bar. Party. What all about right. Be- what about before that? Uh, but the last time we did the show, when the gun got Jesus pulled Jesus Christ. That I didn't know about. What the hell? I don't remember a gun. No. I was like, what happened? I was we'll there. get to that later. Yeah, you were there. And then, then uh, Kevin told me. I was like, oh, shit. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. were all there. That's we why there. I invited all of you back, because you're my safety. If I feel like if all of you are back, that way I'm safe. But we were there with a gun. Yeah, I could have stayed in Southeast for this. (laughs) Uh, What what are we? We do is we do a color commentary because people love to talk about race relations in a bar. Hey, what are we talking about tonight? Oh wow, what aren't we talking about tonight? You're talking about the scariest documentary. So Instagram, nigga. What have you have you seen DMV problems on Instagram? (laughs) (sighs) Too much, too much for this audience. Uh, (laughs) Keep your eyes on the prize. That is the scariest. Anyway, because uh, he was talking about frightening documentaries. <laughs> you were right. Right on. Like, shit, look at life. Breath. Look at life. Documentary. Anyway, so today we're talking about uh, mental health. Yes. <laughs> That's a good yeah. transition. We're talking about mental health and mental awareness because, like, I don't know when mental health month is, but as we come out of pandemic, people are still acting as crazy as they were when they went in. Yeah. And they don't realize, like, some of us taking the pause and, like, I, I don't want to be that close to your crazy. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, hey, man, like, really take a pause, take a moment, and uh, realize what's important to you because life, your life, should be important to you. And if it isn't, you know, let's take a moment and find out why. So, are, do you see a therapist? I have. I, you know what's funny? Uh, I, uh, I, <laughs> what's funny is that we use the word funny for things that aren't even funny. How about yes. that? <laughs> but I saw a therapist some years ago. Last time I really saw a therapist was when I was nine. 
uh, nine years old. Yeah, when I was nine. But so I like saw two years ago. No, no, no. In, in, in 2018, uh, my wife and I saw a, a therapist. We saw a marriage therapist and uh, a marriage counselor. And then, like after a few sessions, he was like, "You guys don't need to come here anymore." That's great. Right? Nice. Right? He was like, "I can keep taking your money, but you guys, uh, you did, guys are really doing a lot of talking." Did <laughs> that make you both feel great? Well, it made us feel weird because it's like, "Are you kicking us out? Like, are we not good for good enough for therapy?" No, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been dismissed. <laughs> Therapy's the thing. You gotta have a therapy, right? <laughs> so I was dismissed from therapy. Good. It was great. So I, I saw a wonderful therapist. I loved. Uh, I saw her for a lot of years uh, when I was getting married, and then she's like. You're just like doing bits, right? And right. Then, and then she she dismissed me, and then I was like, I got a kid coming. I, I want to talk to you. And she's like, You're good. And then right. the, and then uh, the right. pandemic hit. She's like, You should see me again. Yeah. And they did do a check in. Yeah. Which is what a good mental health therapist. Like, how are you guys doing? Are you talking about me and my wife? Well, you, your family. Yeah. You, your family, and you and your family. Hey, we see we all see each other on Instagram. Like yeah. we talk all the time. Right? Yeah. Like, it looks good on, or, you know, when we're scrolling past. Well, I was going to say that I... How do you really feel about your brother? Well, I, well, I, you know, I feel great. About, I really do. Yeah. But I did break up with my therapist because I realized I was trying to win therapy. <laughs> Yeah. Do you like we've? I know we've all done that shit were, before. Were you seeing yeah, it's them? A competition. Really? No, for sure. It's were you, a competition. Oh, for sure. Were you seeing them virtually or in? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it was pandemic, so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still like, she was like, you need to deal with this. Hug your inner child. I was like, I'm hugging the shit out of my inner yeah, child. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that yeah. bitch loves brownies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. I was like doing the most and the least. Yeah. Yeah. And the least. Right. Did right. she dismiss you? No, I was like, oh, bitch, I'm trying to win therapy instead of like deal so with my trauma. So you dismissed her. I dismissed her for a minute. So you want therapy. Good. I, I need a dip. I need to you stop. Need to I need to stop thinking that I'm I'm winning therapy. Yeah, that's fair. That's like, fair. don't encourage that shit because I'm gonna win every time. Yeah. How about you, Carol? How you? How's everything? How's what? How's everything? How are you? I guess I'll grab the mic. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that that, that 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 Hannah Montana bit you did when we came up. That was. Oh, thanks. That was just. Did your kids watch Hannah Montana? No, they're too young for that. All right. Like, we're I, old, dude. I don't know the age Dude, I, I talked about Harry Potter recently. You know that shit is 20 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they're the retrospective. Yeah. Of a movie that I don't give a fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> You're old. You're very old. <laughs> There's another Lord of the Rings coming. Another one. And, it's th- and it has black people. Look at this shit. How many <laughs> rings are there? Damn. You know, a nigga gonna find them all. <laughs> 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 Black jokes. Yeah, you could have. You could have on Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Pimp Rings. Too much, too much for this woke crowd. Hi. Go ahead. How are you? Doing? Damn, you just good. missed a joke. <laughs> good. How, how have you been? How have you been? I've been good. Yeah. yeah. It's a check-in, man. You right. see a therapist? I do. I do yes. You Currently. Do? What do you mean? Currently. Yes. Virtual or in person? Virtually. Really? Do you want to go back to in person? No. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I roll out of bed and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. shit's getting real. How often yeah. do you see them? Uh, bi-weekly. I think that's like the way to go. Every, every other week. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. the way to go. How long? What's, what's you says thirty minutes, 60, 60 minutes sessions. Sixty. I don't know anyone that you does thirty. You can't do anything. Could you do thirty? Right, right. You just get to know somebody in thirty. The first thirty, you're like, oh, let me tell you about everything that's going great, and then they <laughs> poke you, like, wait a minute, and then you're yeah. like, oh no. Oh, I'm yeah. different. I'm like yeah. the first three minutes. I'm like, this go. Yeah. You so, tell oh, you're me. Like, you're like. I got. I'm looking point. at the clock. Let's go. Chicago. That's good. On. I don't think that's. <laughs> he's always on. He's always I think on. Chicago is more like, like. I'm the joy in the fucking therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago's more like. like I'm never going to therapy. I'm gonna just stay in this bar forever. <laughs> that's the Chicago Boston of it. But crowd, crowd. How are you guys? How are you guys? Yeah, doing? physically and mentally. Like really? Like it's a check in. Like horror. I'm glad you were talking about horror because like life has been horrific. Like like in your face. 
prolific for the really for the past two thousand some odd years. But anyway, for, for you for the past two years, like white, white people have been like, I don't know shit. Like white people have been like that too. Like, Bro, I, I, this, this is what I had to go. I did have to do a check with my therapist because I started feeling bad for white people not knowing shit. I was like, is you your therapist white? No, no, no. It's a black dude. He was like, they don't, they don't know shit. <laughs> but, like, like, like the wake up part, right? You know how you wake up in the morning. This is what's called being woke because, like, you got to wipe the sleep out your eyes and all that stuff. And then you got to, like, move and start exercising. Like, literally, like, all of these things happen when you wake up. So, as you realize, like, you don't know what you don't know, being woke is a challenge. You know, like, I, we. <laughs> Like we say, last forever. I've been woke for a very like I'm, I'm like it's almost nap time for me. <laughs> you know, but we have children. You understand? Know like, are you, you working out a bit right now? No, this is just re- this is mental health. You're man. fucking working out a bit right I'm, now. This is not that's a going shit, in the that's fucking life. Fuck I was you. like, shit, I love naps too. There's no way that's not going into an act. It's not. It's not. It's not You're a part such of my a liar. Act. It's going about, to be part of your. I'm not talking about mental health. In my act, although I probably should, because like really, the whole point is like as a as a black man in America, and I have to use this point because we talk about race. Mental health has not been a thing that we have talked about. It's not been a thing that we do. And then we factor in masculinity. What's more manly than actually knowing who you are, being aware of who you are, and being your whole self, and being able to bring your whole self to any and every situation? That's what this is, this is what it's all about. Because when we check out, we don't check in. So I want to share with people, like, as, 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 as we wake up, and as the, as the communities all wake up, black people are becoming awoke to the stress of, what is it called? Post-traumatic slave disorder, PTSD. You know, the fact that we have been woke this whole time and we have uh, racial fatigue and we are tired of explaining to white people why our hair curls and... <laughs> like, I had to explain racism to my children. You know what that's like? Like, literally, it's like trying to explain gravity. You know, I can explain gravity to my children, which is an invisible force that holds us down on Earth, right? And I was like, that's white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> So the difference is, when you throw a ball in the air, it comes back down. But when you throw a ball in the air, you become a fucking champion. <laughs> <laughs> and on somebody's fantasy league. That's, that's just the reality. You can unco- uncover your face. Uncover your face. That, that is a really good joke. Yeah, that is. <laughs> is that already in the act? No, it's not. But Bullshit. It, it should be. It that's should be like be when, when, when you throw a ball in the air, you know, it comes back down. But when, you, know, when you really it. throw we a ball it. in the air. We heard it. We heard it. We heard it. That's going in the act. So the whole point is like, I started really like talking to my friends and checking in with people, and re- like I'm like, yo, there, there are things we can do to to aid our mental health, right? And we don't really think about these things as aiding our mental health. Like people think drinking and drugs, and drinking and drugs really does aid your mental health, but it's not they liquor do. and cocaine. You know, like drink water. You know what I'm saying? Like do uh, shrooms, ayahuasca, DMT. Damn. You, you know, connect to the earth. Keep your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds. These are all things that could, we could commune with. Are these what you believe or the new lyrics for the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album? <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, dong, dong, ding, ding, dong, dong, ding, ding. Well, I say cacao is the only way. <laughs> California can't have a new. You have a guitar. What are you doing? You don't want to be the next Rashante? Come on. Start doing heroin. Catch up. Yeah. Heroin. Heroin Dude, I don't listen to you. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Heroin is really not good for your mental health. <laughs> Controversial statement from Haywood Turnipsey Jr. here. Cocaine activates the brain. Heroin kind of slows everything down. But that's what I'm saying. Like People do shit to like check out. Check in, right? Like meditation, right? Not watching TV. 
you know, not vetting out or fucking tiger people again. You know, like like what's the new, new like really med- meditating, like watching the TV in your imagination and seeing where your brain takes you. Like we could like horror, like like. Like why this aren't sounds, this why sounds like the, this sounds like the third act from Sesame Street. No, but there should be like more movies about black serial killers because niggas are mad as shit. <laughs> I want to see it, T. But you know what? What's the one? The Jordan Peele? The new one? Nope. <laughs> like that's how black people like about horror. Like nope, nigga, I gotta go home. I want to see this shit. <laughs> but it's true. Like I grew up in Gary Indiana. Gary Indiana. The first my first moment with horror was a serial killer named Alton Coleman. This guy was going around killing children, like like not like just by. Accident. So Mary Beth was a huge fan. I mean, it wasn't by accident. Like he was doing it on purpose. Like people kill kids, but <laughs> like it was like, oh, that was a mistake. Like, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like like you don't mean you didn't mean to shoot that gun and kill that kid. Like this nigga was looking for kids, <laughs> like on purpose. Like I want you the right way. <laughs> I want to see how this ends. Keep going. So I said meditation, right? Like seeing where our brain takes us so that we don't like so that we like we check out and check into what really is going on. But then like also let's get creative, right? Like let's art projects, there's like landscaping, like sipping paint, puffing paints. You know what I mean? Did I'm you like sipping paint? Like like yeah, like I've been to one. Like, you know, sip a little wine. Oh, sip and paint. Sip and paint. Like I, this is what I'm I saying. See. My whole point is like black men, let's learn from these white women we've been hanging with for so long. Like, like, let's really take advantage of these situations. And cry in public. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, white women have the right way. Like, if red wine and Whole Foods are the shit, I don't give a fuck what you say. I didn't even know you could get red wine at Whole Foods, like, on and purpose. drink it while you're working. While you you're fucking shop- shopping? Yes. I was like, this Hang out with more white people. What? I was like, You can also is. steal on red wine. It's more fun that way. Get a, get a, get a, put it in the box. <laughs> put it. Don't oh put me God. in the box, but put the wine in the box. <laughs> Now I kind of want to go shopping with you. But two. I'm like, oh, seriously, like, let's, let's learn. From, like, and here, like, and and then here's the most best thing that black people can do for our mental health: black people of color, BIPOCs, as they call it these days, <laughs> brown and black people of color. This is what we can all do: blame white people Every because it's their fault that this shit is the way it is. It's not our fault. Yeah, it's not our fault. I didn't invade the Ukraine. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just looking at it like, ooh, look at that shit. Blind and blue eyed people doing. How long do you trouble. think that? It will take until that's the mainstream conspiracy theory. What? That I didn't That black people in America is, are the reason why people invaded Ukraine, uh, by the Russians invaded Ukraine. <laughs> like a it's week, all, a month, like a year. Trump is the reason why the Ukraine, got, like, like he did Putin a favor. Yeah. I said that to say there have been, there are wars in Yemen. There are wars in Madagascar. There are wars all over, right? And right now we're focused on the Ukraine because, again, it's blonde haired blue eyed people. So right now, as we live in this society, we have to remember, like, you know what? Some of this shit ain't for us. Let this shit happen. Watch it. So what you're saying it. is you're cool with what's going on. No, 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 I'm just saying don't get involved in some shit. Like I'm not cool with anybody. Like peace, give peace a chance. You know, John Lennon said that shit, but people killed. Look at what happened to him. Like mental health, though, right? Like, and this dude like lives in my neighborhood who did it. You know, anyway, too much. What? Gacy, but uh, I, I don't know who killed him. I just say that to say. The whole point is like if you have your mental health right, and you strengthen your mental resilience and your ability to fight off the bullshit. Look at what you could get through. Like, we got through slavery. I ain't get through shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way to end it. Haywood, I you love you. We got through, man. Right? And on, along those lines, if you want to <laughs> see resilience and you want to check out a good thing of resilience, right now the National Gallery of Art has this uh, ex- exhibition coming. And it's called the uh, uh, Afro-Atlantic Histories. It's about art. 
in the diaspora, right? And it showcases art from just like, it's not just about slavery. It's not just about people coming here forcibly. Like the American dream was some people's nightmare. But at the end of the day, this exhibition is all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And who better showcases that than the people in America who were brought to America, forced to America, and then said, you know what? We're going to show you what it could be. Let's all live this dream, and let's really give peace a chance. Haywood, it's beautiful. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Haywood Turnipseed Jr. Haywood, so glad I know you. Caroline, could you play uh, two to 48 more chords uh, while Kevin comes to the stage? Coming to the stage is a man who's here seemingly every other day with one of his 48 bands, if not his comedy show. He is uh, uh, there. That's where he is. He is uh, someone I like very, very much, and uh, I want to talk about horrible things with him. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Kevin Titt, everybody. Kevin, Kevin, please come to the area that is a stage. There you go. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. This is your microphone. How are you doing? All right. Good. How are you guys? You know what? I yeah. didn't tell anyone to wear a mask, so thank you. And yeah. thank you to Haywood. And uh, no thank you to Allison. I appreciate that. Well, you made it a point to try to, to shame me earlier. Did I really? Yeah, you were like, oh, Kevin, I saw you. you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was saying you, I thought you got you COVID. You should have COVID or something. I, I was saying you should have COVID because based on how your most recent like day job ended, it seems like only bad things was happening to you. Nonstop. That's why. It wasn't like you're doing anything that makes me think you have COVID. Okay. It's that all the things in your life aren't going well. Let's go over them. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So um, I love what you do when it comes to comedy and music and writing. Your hard time shit is great. Thanks. Uh, your bands are great. I like some more than the others. Okay. Um, I love your comedy. All right. You uh-huh. had a, go- a job that you did not love because it was a job. Yeah, well, I mean, I, l- I actually liked going Did to you work. really like going yeah. to work? I like doing that. I've I known like you for working. years, and you've had that job for a long time, and you seem to always hate it. I hate my boss. That's it. Okay. And is that did it just end? It just ended. Okay. Uh, you yeah. made X amount of money per hour, and then your last check, your boss was like, fuck you guys, you're all making minimum wage? Yep. <gasps> That's cool. That's yeah. a cool dude. Um, Solid guy. Um... What else? Keep going. Uh, let's make people let's feel see. mad and happy for oh, you. Because right. mad before you, but happy that you're no longer there. So, yeah, it's a, it closed down April 1st, and we found out that it was closing because a Popville article came out on uh, March 1st. So and you, this was a week after I asked my boss to his face. So I was like, hey, notice there's been a four lease sign on the building for uh, three weeks, and you haven't said a word about it. Uh, are we closing down? And then he's like, I'll let you know when the time is right. And he refused to say anything else. And then Popville was like, yeah, your job's ending. Really quick, have you ever had a good experience when someone said, I'll let you know when the time is right? No. Yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah, I know. I knew what I was in for. I am so sorry that that happened to nah, you. That's fine. Are you currently employed or no? Uh, No. Do you want a job? Not yet. Yeah. It's so hard. So here's the thing. I had the whole year planned that I planned very far ahead. And I have a bunch of trips coming up, and I had planned ahead for that. And now I don't have a job, and it's like I can't look for it because I'm going to keep being gone up until June. And I can't start a new job and then leave for two weeks and then come back. Yeah, you were in West Virginia like last weekend doing comedy. Yep. You're in three bands or two bands? Three bands. Three bands, and you obviously have your own comedy shows in addition to the sketch stuff you do. Yes. What's the goal? I don't, I don't live. I don't I'm know. with you completely. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're very, very similar in that aspect. How old are you? 33. Okay, so when I was 
when you moved here when you were 20... 25. 25. And I think I met you right around then. Yeah. So when I was 25, I was doing all that shit, too. And now that I'm 39, I'm barely doing one thing. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. That's fine. It'll be interesting for me to see where you are in six years. Me, too. Good. Because I have no <laughs> idea. Where do you think you'll be? Is this an exit interview? Uh, could be. Dog, I don't know. Please man. don't kill yourself. I'm not gonna. I Please. Don't, I honestly, I don't suffer from depression or anything like that, so I don't have to battle those thoughts. Good, good. I'm very glad. It, it, and I, and I'm, I think that's a fair question, considering the three things that you do: write, music, comedy, are full of people that suffer oh, from depression. Oh, totally. That's. Why, I think it's know. more the norm than not. Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, fair, Alice? I would say so, but I was gonna ask: Are you on the Earth drugs? Yeah. Okay. Did you, number one, did you need to ask that? I did. I mean, for context for people that don't know. Oh, sometimes, okay. I mean, when things are tough, you have to go to your roots. Literally earth drugs. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. I love uh, drugs from earth. We know that. Favorite kind. We've talked about of this. drugs. Yeah. Okay, so uh, where are you finding the most joy right now when it comes to those three things? The music, the comedy, the writing. Um, honestly, music. Yeah. Yeah, because that's my number one thing, and I kind of put on the back burner for a few years, and now it's I'm doing it a lot. Does that make you happy? Oh, yes. That's great. You're playing here Monday? Playing here Monday. Which band? Saffron. That's great. Yeah. So Delicious. What, what, what a great spice. What other bands one. are you in right now? Uh, Pilau and Chill Parents. I think I like Chill Parents the best. That's cool. What, is you, which what, one? You, what kind of music would you say Chill Parents is? Punk. Good punk? People call us pop punk all the time. Oh, I don't hear pop punk. That's either. what I'm saying. Okay. Well, here's, here's why. When I think of pop punk, I think of like the foundations of it. So to me, I think of like Smoking Popes. Okay. And then I think of like the, all of that led to, and that's you get your Alkaline Trio, and then you get your Fall Out Boy. Yeah. And that's it. And it, in between Alkaline Trio and Fall Out Boy, there was this whole subset of pop punk that included like synchronized jumping. Yes. And you would never, I don't say never, but you don't do that at uh -uh. all. So when I think of pop punk, I'm thinking of very strict lines. I mean, you could con technically consider her band, Cinema Hearts could be considered pop punk to some people. I would not. I would be honored. You'd be honored. Well, I'm if you liked Miley Cyrus more, I would agree offensive. with you. No, I think you, what do you, yeah, how are you guys classified? Uh, lately, I've been doing power pop. Yeah, I'd go power pop with you guys. Yeah. yeah. You come from the same lineage as like a cheap trick. Oh, I'm honored by that's that. A, All right. That's power pop. That's not a problem. It's not a problem. But you're not punk. I like to pretend. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> you have like really, especially the new shit that you sent me, like, there's a lot of harmonies. It's beautiful. Yeah, and like, thanks. you're not fucking doing that. You're not doing the runaways. You're just not. Oh, yeah. And that's not I a bad mean. thing. It's not a good thing. Just, they're different things. Yeah. I would go Saffron second. Okay. For me. It's, it's, it's nothing against you. It's everything about me and hardcore. That's fine. Yeah. That's fair. To each their own. Yes. You know, hundred percent. I get it. And I still, I, I enjoy hardcore live. Yeah. But on record, there's like four hardcore bands. Actually, it's a lie. There's like one hardcore band I want to listen to. What is that? He who corrupts. Oh, okay. Okay. Because um, they're corporate hardcore. I'm using air quotes here. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I like. I, I don't like. Check out how fast I can play and my virtuosity. I could give a shit. That's Does that make sense? Yeah. And, th and, and those folks tend to be in three other bands at the same time, and I tend to like those side projects more. Yeah, that, that's Does how that it works, sense? though. That's always how it works. Uh, let's rank your favorite bands that you're in. Go. That's what make people feel bad. Favorite that I'm in? Yeah. 
Depends on, well, okay, okay. Where do you find the most fun after the show? Like, that was a great experience. Which band gives you that? Man, all of them, the same. Fuck like, you. It's weird because Not one, I play bass, one, I play guitar, and one, I just do vocals in. And so it's like, I love doing all those things. So anytime I get to do one Well, the guitar, them, well, isn't the one you play guitar and you also do backup vocals? I do vocals in all of them. Well, then, there you go. Yeah. Are you finding a lot of fun doing your shows that include both? At the same time? Yeah, because you have, you have, to my knowledge, the only show in town that has punk bands and stand-up, and you're hosting slash performing in those I shows. I don't play in the music. No, 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 but you'll host those shows. Yes. And if you'll, you've never played one of those? You've never? I actually, yeah, I've played a couple. There you go. So yeah. fuck you, liar. Um, <laughs> to me, Shit. that's the most fun. That's, that's the pinnacle. That's the reason why we do everything, because now our communities are in- intertwined, and it's stupid fun, and we're all getting drunk at the same place. Mm-hmm. It isn't that the point? I mean, sure. Okay, so what's the point of existence? Go. Uh, boy, okay. <laughs> to do it. The end. That's it. So and by do it, I mean, you know, fuck. experience it, live it. Like her brother's going to fuck his uh, new wife, maybe. With the pedal. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever laid down pedals for a, a person? I have not. <laughs> Allison, has anyone ever laid down pedals for you? Uh, maybe. Caroline, has anyone ever laid down pedals for you? No. Would you like that? No. Allison, would you like that? Are there money underneath the pedals? No, just pedals. Nah. This is not an indecent proposal situation. Only if there's money. Kevin? I would nah, I don't think so. What I would you? be angry. Yeah. Because yeah, okay. I have to do laundry again. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid got snot on something already. I don't want to do laundry again. Mm. So no. Yeah. No pedals. I'm against them. If it comes naturally outside, that's fine. I'm not talking about that. But specifically. If it comes outside. <laughs> If it comes outside, what? Finish it. Finish it. Also, that's what she said? Fair. All Thank right. You. Party. Party. Ah. Party. Do you do that a lot? What? Come outside? All the time. <laughs> Are we referencing the Offspring's 1994 song, Con and Play? Yeah. Fantastic. Did you like the Offspring as a child? Only when I heard them on Crazy Taxi. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of a band who sold more records in the 90s that had less of an influence than the offspring. That's oh. not a knock. It's just like they sold so many fucking records. I can't hear them on the radio today. Yeah. Like what well, they've I mean, influenced. I don't hear it at all. It was wild. There was a time and place for it, man. Yeah. Blink was, I don't think I think Blink 182 sold fewer records than the offspring, but every other hip hop song sounds like a Blink 182 breakdown because Travis Barker's on every other major hip hop song. That's a whole fucking mind fuck that's happening right now. So my coworker is twenty one years old. Yeah. And she Called Travis Barker a washed up old man who's trying to hang out with TikTokers. Which is yeah. wrong. I was like, what the fuck? He's not washed up. He's the most relevant drummer today, which God. is depressing because he's She's the 21. Mo- who gives a fuck what she thinks? No, 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 no sure. <laughs> Travis Barker is the most overrated drummer. I don't want to say anything ill will about the dead. The most overrated drummer today. <gasps> he we is, were not going to say it. Yo, what? He is respectfully the only drummer who is credited on songs like that. No other song for has sure, like for sure. featuring this drummer. For sure. He has never benefited. No song has ever benefited, to my knowledge, from him. No, on dog. Record. The machines could do all this. It's, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. It's the worst 
Hey, dog, we get the bag. He's all of 80s hair metal solos, but on drums. He survived a plane crash. He did. Let the man live. Do you know why? He's, you know who he was with on a plane crash? A fucking DJ. Why are you fucking there? What is this? Doesn't make any goddamn oh, sense. Oh, didn't he die? Yeah, he did die. That's yeah. very tragic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah DJ AM. Shout out. All right. Favorite dead drummers, go. Damn, dead drummers? Oh, I don't know, man. Oh! Government warning. Oh, Brandon, I uh, forget his last name. Dude from Government Warning out of Richmond, Virginia. I got to see them a year or two before Dude passed. Incredible. Good pull. Good pull. Drummer. Favorite dead drummer, go. I, I actually don't know. Fantastic. I don't think so. Allison. <laughs> Ringo Starr. Fantastic. <laughs> Peace and love. Hey. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Yo, Ringo, you're dead, dog. <laughs> <laughs> What do you hope happens tomorrow? I hope it's a nice sunny day, man. I, I really love some sunshine. Yeah. yeah. Do you like the song Steal My Sunshine by the band Len? I don't know. I mean, you are from Hawaii. It's kind of disappointing that you don't even know your own national anthem. Yeah. Were you lying in the grass on Sunday morning of last week? Me? Yeah. Sunday morning? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was in West Virginia. <laughs> I was in West Virginia last week. They got grass out there. Yeah, but I was in a car coming How back here. How was West Virginia? Did you like their heritage? Honestly, I went to a, a cemetery, and on the walk there, my buddy was like, oh, shit. They you walked to West better. Virginia? Yeah, from here. Okay. Wow. How long did that take? Like two hours. Was it wild and wonderful? Oh, yeah. A lot of pills. <laughs> Anyways, there was a statue <laughs> at a cemetery, and it was like, oh, it's a Confederate statue. And then we walk up close, like, oh, it's a Union soldier. Curveball. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> All union shit out there. Yeah. They don't fuck with that. There are titties on the screen. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Gotta put my glasses back on. What are we watching? <laughs> what happened to fucking my favorite Terminator? Put, could, put Christian Bale Terminator back on the air. On the air, Jesus Christ. <laughs> People are saying don't put Terminator. What's it called? Terminator. Salvation. Is, I think, is it Terminator Genesis? Salvation? Salvation. Everyone loves Terminator Salvation. It's a Thursday night ritual. Oh, shit. Everyone's getting shot up. By oh. Reagan. All right, yeah. cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Calm down. Look at, honor your heritage. Johnny Ramones out there. That's his favorite president, okay? Straight up. Respect. Straight Respect. up. Respect. Kevin, I like uh -huh. you. I like what you do, and I hope good things happen to you. Thank you. Party. Okay, could you play two to 48 chords? All right. Oh, yeah, I want to give a shout-out. I'm doing a movie in uh, Nashville uh, <laughs> next week. Oh, yeah, they're going to shop your head off, Curse right? Curse of the Were Deer. Nope, not me. I'm playing one of the main guys. It's a trauma movie called Curse of the Were Deer, and uh, look out for it whenever it fucking comes out. Really quick, are you ever going to not be Kevin Titt? Are you ever going to go by Kevin birth name here? Uh, yeah, well, I'm fucking... Yeah, dog. All right, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Oh, see, exactly, you know? Yeah, eventually. Eventually, I'll slide back into obscurity, though. I'll go back into my cave like Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah! You think, so you, out of all the obscure figures, you're going to go with Jesus Christ? That yeah, was I'm your idea saying, like, of an I obscure... Am him, but I'm like, I want to follow in his footsteps and go in a cave. So you, you know? got, like, what, three more months to live? It's his Jesus oh, year. Shit, yeah. 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 Oh, here. wow. I didn't mean to do that. To you myself. just did. Well, well, there you go. Say goodbye to Kevin, everybody. Bye, Figuratively Kevin. and literally. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Andrew Bucket, if you are still here and willing, please come to this area. You're getting the most chords, which is so nice of Caroline. How you feeling, man? 
Yeah, that was great, Caroline. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot for playing that. I like that song. I'm feeling toasted. <laughs> um, you know, I saw your band play at the Ragnar Kjartansson. You played that eternal. Well, we played the, the same song over and over. The for eternal an hour. song. <laughs> it was such like I was at because I think it was at the closing party or whatever. Yeah, right? it was the closing party. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember and because I was in the room and it was like this very David Lynch kind of like thank you experience where I was like I was like wait it keeps going on a loop what was that like to play yeah David Lynch did a lot of uh, sponsored like parties at museums and did did <laughs> great you, did you kind of vibe with the artist <laughs> to put that together no so <laughs> what happened um, we were gonna do a traditional set list for that show. And then the organizer said, hey, we want you to play like in the round of the Hirshhorn. We want you in different parts of the hallway. And I was really nervous about that at the time. I was like, I have to rely like visually on my bandmates for cues. And like, if there's not a good monitor system, then we can't do it. And then they got, they were really mean to me on the phone. So what they were doing, so and just for reference, they were playing this like sort of 1950s, like slow jam, sock hop kind of thing in yeah. a David Lynch kind of vibe, but on a loop. Yeah, like we but played the same a live, song over but and over. But as a live band. Yeah, and so... It, <laughs> and it was part of... It was basically, like, like uh, congruent to, like, the, the whole... Yeah, so the, the National did the same thing, but they did it for six hours. Oh, they well. They did the same thing And they're boring hours, and but, um, rich, so who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, so it, I, I basically <laughs> wanted to troll the person who was very, very <laughs> rude national. to me. The National. Why would you call your band something like The National? I don't know. You have to ask them. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, like I remember we did that... We did the first song. And then we started it up again, and I remember a mass of people leaving. <laughs> oh, they oh they <laughs> like, left. Like, yeah. Oh, I remember being in the room, and I was I, I was swept up in sort of like the romance of it. Oh, thank you. I, it was really romantic. I was on a date at the oh, at the at the, at the oh. fi, what do you call the end of an exhibit? The finale. Yeah, you could call it the closing. How show. many the drinks have you had? A lot, Brandon. I'm the last one on the show. I noticed you're at this point where you could just take over. It's wonderful. I don't want to take over. I'm sorry. I know too it's bad. A show. No, it's so, no. I'm not. I'm not complaining. But I at wanted all. to bring that up because I haven't seen her since then. You haven't seen her since then. I'm honored no. you remembered that. Was that, that twenty? Was a long time ago. That was, that was 2017. Because I, because I, because I that was over five years ago. No, because I downloaded it into my brain. I was like, oh, Cinema Hearts. They're doing this kind of like. David Lynch thing. I'm gonna download them into my brain and remember to see them. <laughs> said David Lynch three times in three minutes. Whatever, David Lynch. I'll Is say he gonna it again. pop up? Yeah. David Lynch, are you here? He's here. Yeah, he's in the toilet. <laughs> How are you doing? Not great. Okay, fantastic. No, I'm just kidding. I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curveball. I'm I'm, I'm fu- Shyamalan. That's my new term for curveballs. <laughs> I say Shyamalan. <laughs> you know, twist. Oh, I get it. Oh, did you? Because you didn't react. There's a reason. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last time I saw you was that show that I'd started at the top of the show. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, what? Just asking. So, this is the thing. And the last, I, I was going to do your show, and it was the first time we were going to see each other in person, and it was at Wonderland Ballroom. I've been doing, you gave me my first stage opportunity. He did. Uh, probably, what is it? Uh, Might be 11 years at this yeah, point. Yeah. You gave me my first opportunity to do stand-up, and that has blossomed, <laughs> really blossomed into <laughs> a, a career, as you can see. No, but um, we were just coming out of COVID, and it was at Wonderland, yeah. and it was the last 
this podcast, and I had this plan. I brought my guitar. I was going to play this John Prine song, and it was going to be really you sad. You never told me that. Yeah, I didn't oh, tell you that. fuck. So I was going to play this John Prine song called Souvenirs, oh. and it's the saddest song yeah. ever, and yeah. I was going to try and get you to cry. That might have happened. Because I was really going to sing it, and I can sing. And so... And Don't I laugh. He could. He could. No, he, it's he's true. Really, uh, really I'll, good. I'll get right inside it's your surprising. guts with my voice. It's very surprising. No, it'll shock you. Yeah. Do it. Not now. Well, but so then I get to this show and I encounter this guy who I had seen before, unfortunately, and it just uh, turned into this situation where. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to play guitar and sing in an earnest way and make Brandon cry with this guy sitting in the front row with his shoes off and his feet up. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it be, yeah I didn't include those details because I, I kind of thought we would get there. So I do my monologue, and this guy comes in and then interrupts Andrew and me discussing things on stage. He did not interrupt my monologue because I was walking on tables at the time, so it was difficult for him to do that. So he takes off his shoes and he... I think he put his shoes on the stage. Yeah, and he, he put his feet on the stage. He presented them in a sort of like domineering way. Yeah. And we would occasionally, whenever he would shine back, we would shut him down. And it actually went as well as it could have gone. This is the thing. And I, like didn't, that. I didn't clue you into this, but I had encountered this guy before. And you know Pop Seabar in Adams Morgan? Yeah. Delicious. So I had been hanging out there. It was about. 1 p.m. on like a Sunday and this guy comes cruising in and this is the first time that I've seen him in my sort of general memory. He comes in and he goes, Andrew Bucket. And I was like, okay, this is someone from the past. I don't remember them, but I'm going to be like polite. And he like kind of shakes my hand and then I notice that he's not wearing shoes or socks. And then he's like, he's like, He's like, uh, can you can you buy me something? And I was like, yeah, sure. I, I, I was gonna, and he sits down like next to me at the stool, and he was like, can you buy me like a like a fish sandwich? And I was like, yeah, I'll buy you a fish sandwich. And then the bartender comes over and he's like, I'll have a double Jack and Coke. And I was like, well, that's not a fish sandwich. <laughs> it's different from what you asked me if I was gonna buy it. And then the bartender, and this is beyond my control at this point, because I really don't give a shit. If anybody wants to come into a place, I don't care. But then the bartender's like, I can see that you have a wine bottle inside your jacket, and you can't really be inside with that. And then this guy kind of stands up, and then he uh, screams at the entire bar. He's like, does anybody have a cigarette in here? By the way, he's like my age. So this is like somebody that I genuinely probably did know 15 years ago, but I just put too much junk up my nose and I don't remember the, how I know them. He, but he seems like maybe he worked the door at some place and then he's asking if there, anybody has a cigarette and then nobody answers. And then he grabs a pint glass off the bar and he smashes it against the wall. And then he screams. <laughs> And no, and so then I'm hiding behind the biggest, the man with the biggest shoulders in the room. I'm hiding, and I'm just going, ah! That's me. Because I'm scared. He's, be he's being scary. <laughs> and so then he leaves, and then he's milling around outside the bar for about 
10 minutes, screaming about cigarettes, screaming about this or that. Whatever. Two and a half years later, I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to go to Brandon's big welcome back show. I'm about to go on stage in five minutes. And who do I see come walking in? Is this guy who I met in the bar who smashed the glass against the wall. And he says the same thing. Andrew Bucket, <laughs> as I live and breathe. So good to see you, my old friend. <laughs> and he's like, are you on this show? And I was like, as it happens, I'm on this show. And he's like, good, I'm going to park myself right in the front row. And I'm like, cool, I'm sure you're not going to do anything strange. And what does he do? He takes off his shoes and socks and parks his feet up on his chair. And he's sitting right in the front row. And then as soon as me and Brandon start talking, he's like, is that your guitar? And I'm like, yes, please don't break it against the wall. And I had planned to play, as a welcome back for Brandon, this song by John Prine called Souvenirs, which is just about collecting these things in your life, these tokens, these memories, these, these objects that represent memories, and then you lose them. And so even as you try and collect objects that represent memories, memories are so fleeting, but then you try to collect these objects, and then you lose those too. It's the saddest song ever. It's a beautiful song. And I was going to play that for you. I was trying to make you cry. Yeah. But I knew if this guy was sitting in the front <laughs> row with his toes in our face, yeah, that's not a good he was not going to let me sing no, the song. No, 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 no. And so I just feigned an interview with you. And then I just got out of there as fast as I possibly could. And then the next day, I text you mm -hmm. at like 2 p.m. I'm like, hey, they just told me at the Wonderland this is what happened. I have two questions. Yeah. yeah. Is he the man with the gun? Yeah. Yeah. Party. Yeah. Also, uh, second question What kind of earth drug is fish sandwich? <laughs> 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 I'll buy you, you a won, fish You sandwich. won. You won. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Ali. That was really that was good. so beautiful. That was really good. Um, so that was the other thing. So then all of this happens. I, I kind of run to the back, grab my guitar off the stage, and I run to the back to Kevin Titt and Haywood, who are also on this show. And I'm just like, guys, this is not the first time I've run into this individual. <laughs> And and I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm my adrenaline's going and they're just like oh Jesus they're kind of absorbing the story, and then I have to go I have another show to do that night, so I bring my guitar and and I I fucking leave and I haven't seen this guy since, but then what I find out later, is that you listened back to the podcast recording, and this guy was in the front row with his toes in everybody's face, and he said, I'll fucking shoot you. Yeah. He did. He did. He did say that on mic. Yeah. It's on the tape. Yeah, yeah. And then later that night, I'm sorry. I'm angry. And and then later that night, he was kicked out of a bar for pulling a gun out. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, that's what happened. This same guy yeah. was kicked out of a bar for pulling out a loaded gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm so glad I didn't... You know these, you know these comedian eviscerates heckler videos. So glad I didn't do that, because he would have. There would have been an interesting end to that video. We both had a quip like right away too. We were doing the best we could. I mean, Wonderland wasn't doing anything to show. No, it. they were like, give him another shot, see what happens. 
Speaking of which, could I get yeah. another? <laughs> could I get another anyway, bar- bartender's choice? So that Thanks, was man. that was that. But um, no, I think you had an actual joke, and I think I yelled back, "What's that going to do?" I don't even know. What we were How re- would that help? The thing is, I don't even know what we were supposed to even talk about. We were, we were just going to wing it anyway, and it just be, kind of became this thing that was happening. But um, I think in in the after part that that there was some element of danger involved kind of augments the experience. But in the moment, I was just like, this is just a random kind of rowdy yeah. bar show. It always yeah. feels like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, oh, there's just some drunk guy. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. That's what it felt like in 100%, the moment. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I have one simple question. Um, while that was happening... I had another guest on before Haywood and Kevin told up, and you were relaying that story to them, which makes a lot of sense because they clearly had to take the stage. Mm. Why didn't you text me while it was going on so I could have done something? I d- I I don't, don't I don't really know. Cool, cool, cool. cool I think cool, I was cool. like, I have to leave. <laughs> Everything in my body is telling me to leave. I think up until like even the last minute, I was still deciding if I was going to play guitar. Yeah, it was. It was a really I was weird like, situation. If, cause, no, because I felt like in, in the narcissism of a performer, I was like, maybe I'll win him over. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll get be on my side. And he's like, you know what? I I would like to hear this, um, uh, uh, by all accounts, uh, flippant comedian play a sincere song. What was weird about it is. What I br- I thought you had brought the guitar as a bit. Like, I'm going to play a song, but I'm not going to ever play no, my guitar. No, I, I was going to do this whole sort of apatow thing yeah. where I play a sincere song at, in in this environment, and, and I wanted to make you cry. Yeah, you were going to be my Ryan Adams. Mm-hmm. Great story. Great Aww. guy, right? What? Nothing. Ryan Adams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the end of... Uh, Which one's he? This is 40. Oh, yes, this is 40. Yeah, yeah. Apatow always does that. Yeah. Anyways, how has your last six months been? Because that was the last time I saw you. It's been uh, it's been wild. I think the last time I was on your show, I told you that I was sober. Hi, Allie. By the way. Hi, babe. How are you? I I, I don't I I just wanted to say hi. And <laughs> last time I was on the show, I was sober. That went out the window. Uh, so I'm drinking again, and I think it's to the benefit of my stand-up career. Sure, sure, sure. No, sure. to be honest, no, because my stand-up is so much better if I'm drunk. And Do you honestly believe that? Yeah, if I have three or four, it's better. Do you usually have more than that, though? Not before I go on stage. No, the whole night, though. Yeah, later I do. <laughs> sure. Okay, just just checking in. No, I'm just saying I have them later, but three or four before I go on stage, that puts me in this like groovy sweet spot. I don't know. <laughs> do people drink before therapy? Do they do that? I have. Really? Yeah. What's what kind of difference did it make? Um, I remembered less of it. <laughs> was it was it a productive difference, like confessionally, or like, or like? I art? didn't say it was good. I just said I did it. Yeah, uh-huh. Could did you did you feel like you could articulate things better? I felt like it was easier to say the things that needed to be said. Mm. See, that's what I'm talking about. So when I get on stage to do stand up, I find it easier, and it's especially like if I went if. I don't think I would ever go on a date if I didn't take like a shot. Just as a baseline, just as like a an edge duller. You know what I mean? So that I could articulate myself and it wouldn't be like, oh, he's drunk, he's 
not himself because he's drunk. It would just be like, no, this is just taking the edge off so I can be myself. But I kind of have like a natural like baseline anxiety. I don't know if that goes into the same in therapy work because like for me, I'd be, I, I feel like, I don't know. If I went into therapy drunk, they would know. But maybe not drunk, maybe like one yeah. drink. Well, I have a Bachelor of Arts in psychology and I can tell you <laughs> I would know that you were drunk. <laughs> you would know. You I would know. <laughs> I would okay. know. How does it feel to go directly into the 60th minute of the first two years of WTF with featuring Mark Marin? What? Never mind. Um, <laughs> Mark Marin? Jesus Christ. You okay? What? Yeah, I'm fine. Are That's you? Great. I was talking to her. I heard that. That wasn't the question. I don't know. You One to ten, how are you? One to ten? Yes. What, in what aspect? That's not a good sign. One you, to ten, how are you? Give me a number. I think I'm all right. Give me a number. <laughs> <sighs> okay, like collectively, like as a as a if I'm being traded on the market. Um, That's how I talk. <laughs> I'm all about day stocks, baby. Yeah, if you're buying me as a stock, I'm buy sell, buy sell. I'm probably a seven out of ten right now. You're a seven out of ten right now. Yeah. All right. How do we get to eight? It's above five. Fine. How do we get to eight? I don't know. That's I, not good. I got to. Um, I don't know, but things are things are looking up, though. I will say that. What do you want to happen in the next year? Oh, Jesus. Um, you find Jesus? No, not Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That guy's a big fan right there, Alice Cooper. <sighs> Alice Cooper? Is he Christian? Yeah. Is that true? He's a golfer in Phoenix. What do you think? I don't know. I just thought he was from <laughs> Florida. Who loves Jesus? He gets it. Hey, how has it been being named Brandon that now this like insane chant has your name? It's in great. It? It's great. It's great. When it's people great. say "Let's go," I mean, you must like your ears must daily. perk up daily. Let's go, Brandon. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I ran uh, by a house at my in-laws live nearby, like within a mile, and they had a "Let's go, Brandon" sign. <laughs> your and na- it, the neighbors of your in-laws? Yeah, and it was uh, next to a nativity scene. <laughs> so what? there's some cognitive dissonance going on there. It's pretty cool. Just say fuck. Well, the translative, because in old Aramaic, <laughs> Jesus actually sounds like, it actually sounds like brown <laughs> boom. <laughs> so That's it, really fun. No, I like that. That's really good. Thank you. Oh, oh, good times. Good <laughs> friends, good beers, good bros. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so they're really just saying, let's go, Jesus. What do you think of that? Let's go, Jesus. Yeah. Is, is that the clapping? They go. <laughs> yeah, that's how they clap. It's ridiculous. Did you ever been to church? I, I, I have. I have. That's how they clap. I've been baptized. 16 been baptized. years of Catholic school. That's what that gets you. I was thinking about getting baptized again, to be honest. Just for funsies? No, just like make sure. I like to check off a lot of boxes. Oh, double up? It's like a double. I like don't a, know, your booster, Who knows? Booster. Who knows anymore? <laughs> booster baptism. I get that. I get that. We've all been there. They keep finding. Triple bapt. Triple baps. <laughs> I'm triple bapt. Um, I'm good. Baps. An acronym. I don't need to get vaxxed because I'm triple bapped. G O D. G O D. You down with G O D? Yeah, you know me. I like that one. Folks. Folks, let me tell you. Did I mess this up? Nope. 
You just had an intervention and didn't know it until you listened back. <laughs> don't, set, don't have me committed, but promise me that. I don't oh. think podcasts get anyone committed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only guy to be committed yeah. from his performance <laughs> on a podcast. Um, wait, what else? <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, we, we told the story. What I was going to say, why am I always at the end? There's a reason. <laughs> Also, you were the first. Anyone who stuck the around the is last a show, psycho you were the first. You were the first last time. Oh yeah, that so is true. I like to do both. I like to either oh, yeah, first do or last. Switcheroo. Yeah, because you always go long. I uh, we do get into it because I really like talking to you. Oh, thanks, man. Well, <laughs> you also gave me my first. Opera. All right, we've gone over this. Okay, so what do you hope happens in the next year? Okay, I think I want to. Uh, settle down. What does that mean? What does that entail? You know, I want to like settle down, man. I I want to like. You just said the same thing again. What does that mean? You know, like romantically. Thank you. Don't you get it? No. I want to settle down romantically. Why uh, do you have this accent all of a sudden? Because that's how you talk about romance. You have to do it in a weird accent so that it doesn't reflect what you actually mean. <laughs> Don't you understand? You have to deflect. Like I think you're it's writing a really, bit. I think you're writing really, a bit. It's not really me talking. It's somebody else. Talking. I think you're writing a bit. No, I, I love wanna, it. I want to settle down romantically. I want to find somebody to really, because I think I'm actually honing in on some of the things that I want in my Do life. Do you have a person in mind? Mm, kind of, maybe, but um, in general. Andrew Bucket, do you have a crush right now? Yes or no? S- Check this box. Stop, man. Don't put me on fucking mic talking about that. Because I also want to be available. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to be a bitch? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's mean, man. <laughs> You're trying to put me under contract on my... Like, all, all I'm saying is I'm figuring out what I think my wants or needs are, and this is through therapy. And then also, I think I may want to change jobs. And okay, I might... Um, quit doing stand-up as a dramatic, passive-aggressive gesture to get booked more. Nice. <laughs> Honestly, it works every time. So, like, it yeah, really does. It's a, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. I'm retiring. Who's Book be- me on your show. It's my last time. Who's the best to ever do that? Oh, I don't know. It's <laughs> very clear. What? Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Seinfeld did it, and then who's the number two? Dave Chappelle. Chappelle is number two. Who's number three? I don't know. Cat Williams. Jesus Christ. I was going to say Jay Leno, but... No, okay. Leno never said I'm done. Cat Those Williams are the three. Cat <laughs> Williams did like a huge, like, okay. I'm done ever, forever, and then like two years later, he's back in stadiums. Like, those are the three. Simon's like, I'm never doing these jokes again. It's like, you're a fucking liar. Cat has the... F- and then Chappelle, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, those are the top three, like, I'm done forever. No, I I'm c- not. I hope Cat has a new special. Cat is my favorite. Yeah. You know his bit about Michael Jackson? Oh, my God. Yeah. Girl. Sorry, I don't... You don't have to... <laughs> yeah. So that's what you want to do? You want to talk about other comics bits? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Things are going well. Great. I'm sorry. I'm being, such a, I'm being a bad guest. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you're being revealing. It's beautiful. Uh, Caroline, how are do you? you? Know, do you know that bit? I'm then? good. Yeah, I know that bit. We, we're good. We're good. Because he says... I know. Okay. I know. I know. He says, you know how... You're in like a seven? Huh? <laughs> he says, you know how I like it? How I know What's he your like three? What, to be at a three? Yeah. I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> that's I, a zero, then. That's dead. Nah, I, dude. That's, that's a three. 
But I, I would be so depressed I wouldn't even be here. Okay, so... I would have canceled and lied to you about why I'm not here. Have you done that before? Not for a show. Good for you. That's great. Seriously. I've done it for have work, you, not for you, a show. Well, that doesn't matter. Have you, you guys done that? Done what? Canceled just because you didn't want to do it, but it was something... You, like, it was a show for either of you. It wasn't like work, because like work's whatever. I've thought about it, but I've never done it. Good for you. I've never canceled. I've showed up very sad. That's fine. That's most every performer ever. Oh, well, I thought I was special. But that's 40 you. out of 50 dates on a tour. That's, that's normal. <laughs> that's completely fine. That's, if you were happy the whole time, that'd be fucked up. No, you should want to kill yourself most every day, especially if you're on a tour or doing something ind- indefinitely. Mm-hmm. How about you? What? Never mind. Um, we are dying. Not me, baby. <laughs> um, I'm thriving. <laughs> Cat Williams comedy. All right, that's a good way to end it. Let's say other salient things we talked about. You just added a word, a syllable of silly. Uh, things are going great for both of us. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> so let's talk shit about people we knew 10 years ago. Remember Ruth Rasby? I like her. No, I know. She's the she's best. She's a librarian. That's why I she's a nice lady. That's why I said her name. She's one of the unfallible, nice. unfallible people. Yeah. Infallible. I was just trying to bust your chops. Yeah. What about anyone who... Do you want to talk shit about anyone? No. <laughs> From 10 years ago? Who do you want to talk about? I don't know. Let's see. Who's this around? is a real... Do, do you want to kiss? <laughs> yeah. This is a real... I'll show you yours if you show me mine. I'm really just kidding. I'm just, I'm just saying something inflammatory. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, it's fun. Um, What was your first performance? Caroline, are you ready to play some songs? Yeah, let's put her on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Cinema Hearts. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me here. Um, this first song is called Mirror. <laughs> When you look in the mirror, what do you see? The question that judges love to ask me. I see a woman who wants to be free, but I'll be what you want me to be. It's lonely out here, traveling every two days. Who will I meet and what will they say? Going miles and miles through the mountain highway. Sometimes my eyes close when I drive. Sometimes I close my eyes when I drive. I'll be your queen, I'll be your fantasy. Project all your dreams onto my body. When I look in the mirror, I don't know what I see. It's simpler to stare silently. Life's simpler when you stay pretty. When I go to the parties for people I mean, I'll be 
want me to be. I'll be what you want me to be. Thanks. I don't know where we are, I just know that I'm collapsing. If my body's a star, then gravity's pulling me down. You're the weight of a stone that's roped to my ankle. And I'm trying to swim upstream, but I'm gonna drown. The harder I try to make sense of this void, that swallows me wholehearted Love is not enough To pay my tax of being alive And I die every time I see that sadness in your eyes So I'll clean the kitchen again and again and again Every dish in a pile I don't know what you want If I am the stovetop, then you are the couch Maybe dig through the cushions See if you find some coins You're the great explorer Uncovering every part of me in dirt Then you hide me away In a case made of glass The harder I try To make sense of this void that swallows me wholehearted Love is not enough To pay my tax of being alive And I die every time you say I love you late at night So I'll buy the groceries again and again and again Every bag on the floor I want something more inside my head besides this capitalistic dread A scandal burning bright at both ends Love is not enough to pay my rent to being alive And I die every time you hold me and say I really try So I'll pay the power again and again and again while I cry on the floor Love's not enough to pay the rent Love's not enough to keep the lights on Every paycheck that I've spent Is not enough, it's not enough oh, It's not enough You, Me, Them, Everybody is produced by me, Brandon Weatherby. We've been doing this since 2008. This is year 15. We have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at youmethemeverybody.com and in this podcast description. The most recent year of shows is available in iTunes and Spotify. The first 15 years, all 15 years, all 900 plus episodes are available at youmethemeverybody.com. 
Follow us on all the social media handles you could think of. It's at sign Y-M-T-E. Our art is by Jillian Ron, and our music is by Daniel Knox. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful night. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping, friends and family I'll be keeping. Won't help you, won't help you if you should leave.